0: and welcome you here tonight. And God bless you. Bless those that have gathered with us online. Pray that God will just meet each and every one of your needs and your desires, the hunger in your soul. Amen. Amen. We're here to give glory to the Lord Jesus tonight. He leadeth me, O blessed thought. He leadeth
1: me, O blessed thought. Heaven may God
0: everything to me. I'm not sure what the number is, but I'm just thinking about that song today. I have found a friend in Jesus and he's everything to me. He's the fairest of 10,000 to my soul. The lily of the valley, in him alone I see all I need to cleanse and make me fully whole. Isn't that wonderful? Some of those old songs, they have some really rich words. Amen. Amen. Let's start with the first verse. I have found a friend in
1: Jesus. He's everything to me. He's a parent of God.
0: into that anointing and puts down those lyrics and melody to it and it just makes the heart rejoice just fills you with fervency and zeal and just want to praise the Lord, amen praise God hallelujah let's sing a, an old chorus, Brother Branham used to sing real often, my faith looks up to thee, just before we go to prayer He's the lily of the valley and our faith can look up to him. It's anchored in him. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Oh my
1: faith looks up.
0: anchored in a solid rock thank you Jesus I have a couple of prayer requests written in here one from brother Norm for his wife sister Louise that the neuropathy neuropathy in her feet would clear up and we believe that God is able to do that amen amen And it's already done. The Lord has already paid the price. We just claim it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Brother Branham said, if Jesus was standing here in flesh once again, wearing a suit of clothes, he could do no more than what he's already done. He shed his blood. He took the stripes on his back. For our atonement and our healing and it's a finished work at Calvary our faith looks up to the Lord Jesus Amen, thank you Lord Jesus Brother Glenn also is asking prayer for uh, his sister Carol and uh, his mom um, as Larry, his brother Brother Glenn's brother went to be with the Lord on Monday at 1.30 so we just want to remember that. Brother Glenn and his family in prayer. Um, I'm just going to ask Brother Mike Ray to come and lead us in prayer. And happy to have him home safely tonight. And God will strengthen you and bless you. Amen.
2: Amen. Greetings, everybody. God bless you. Good to be home. Greetings from many, many people. <laughs> Oh my, it's just a joy, i said it many times, it's such a joy to fellowship with the believers in the uh, different parts of the world. You find out that it's like you're next of kin, pretty much, you know, you're just, you spend an hour with somebody and suddenly you you know, I spent, it's like I've been my whole life with you. You know, it's because it's the love of Christ in each one of you that binds you together. And uh, we just had a, just a wonderful time that our Tim's still there, pray for him, he's still uh, laboring the extra weekend here and been traveling now to the east side of the uh of the country and so lots of travel so just uh, definitely remember him and give him an extra dose of strength and i'm sure we'll have a little bit more of a in-depth report in the coming days ahead but let's just pray tonight and bring this these requests before the lord heavenly father lord many in the world lord they are looking up to many things Lord believing in something maybe they're believing Lord in their entertainment or they're believing in their some celebrity or somebody that they have up in their mind's eye of what they have faith in but Lord our faith looks up to thee O Lamb of Calvary Savior divine Heavenly Father it's Remembrance Day even as we're tomorrow as we're with the children and a little ceremony this morning and Lord, men had something they to fight for. They fought for something. They fought for freedom. Lord, believing in something that was worth laying their
3: lives down for. Lord, regardless of the cost... They put everything on the line, Lord, and many died. But Lord, I'm so thankful that we had a savior. That, Lord, there was something worth fighting for. Lord, you, you, there was something worth laying your life down for. It was a bride that you desired. It was your people that you wanted fellowship with, and you laid your life down at Calvary's cross for your people that we would, Lord, the chasm would be filled. Lord, the gap, Lord, would none, no longer be there. Healing stripes would be borne on your back because it was worth it to you, Lord, for your people so that we could receive the benefits of Calvary. So tonight, Lord, we're bringing these needs before you. We're bringing, Lord, our brother, our sister Louise, Lord, this neuropathy in her feet, Lord. And, Lord, it's a demon to diabetes that we're battling here for her. But, Lord, you you fought that battle. You bore those stripes. Lord, we just believe in it now, Lord. Our faith is anchored in that victory. So, Lord, we pray tonight something would strike Sister Louise's heart as we've laid it before you time and time again. But our faith, like Abraham, when lost stagger we won't falter we'll bring it before you and hold it in our hearts for lord it's a finished work lord we believe our brother glenn's family as well the need penned here lord pour in the balm that's needed in the situation lord we we bring it up lord lord may it be brought up on angels wings in your throne room tonight lord and the prayers of your people lord is a sweet smelling savor to you oh god lord that's we we need you lord we need you, Lord. It's a fight. It surely is a fight, Lord. And, Lord, we, we pray you bring, Lord, comfort tonight to the people. Lord, bring strength, Lord. It's midweek, Lord. And we're going through our work days and going through our different situations and trials. Lord, if we lift our hands up to you. Lord, we're a needy people. Lord, that you would meet every divine need tonight, Lord, and in your perfect way. Lord, if they could put it on their lips tonight. Lord, not keep it in their mind, but open their hearts, open their mouths, and lift up our voices to you and say, Lord, I need you tonight. Speak to my soul. Lord, bring a balm to my soul. That, Lord, I walk out of these doors tonight, not the same again. Not coming in here, Lord, just to sit in the pew, but to come in to hear from the throne of God. So we commit this service to you, Lord. Have your perfect way, we pray. In Jesus Christ's name.
2: Amen. Amen. amen, amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You
0: can have your seats. And Brother Ray Rizvizo is going to have a special for us tonight. We was going to invite him to come. And um, just a quick announcement here for Brother uh, Frank's tea party. There's a bulletin board on the back if you want to, uh, with a sign-up sheet. Um, For our brother Frank. God bless you, brother Frank. Appreciate you wearing that poppy. Amen. Amen. Now let's sing that uh, little chorus, Down at the Cross, where my Savior died, as our brother Raymond would come and minister to us in song. <coughs> oh,
1: down at the cross, where my Savior died. Downward, for I tried And there to my heart Was the blood
4: For um, tonight, we just want to appreciate the Lord for what he's doing amongst us. Um, Lately, every Monday night, we are feeling a deeper sense of brotherhood within this local body. And the baptisms that we've been having, is just takes us back to how the Lord has brought us in. And we just want to testify in song tonight, and trust it will be a blessing to you. Amen. He brought me in, he brought me in, oh I thank God he brought me in, just look out yonder where I Look out yonder Where I have been Oh I thank God He brought me He wasn't looking at me When He took me He wasn't looking at my Was looking at the blood, so rich and free. That precious blood that covers me. He wasn't looking at me when he took me. He wasn't looking at my heart. I see Thank you Lord You are looking at the blood So rich and free That precious blood That covers me So glad I'm yours Lord So glad I'm yours So glad you're murdered see has followed me so glad you found me and you set me free so glad I'm yours Lord so glad I'm yours even tonight so glad I'm yours Lord so glad Your mercy has followed me So glad you found me And you set me free So glad I'm yours, Lord So glad I'm So glad you found me So glad you found me
5: bring back some memories sounds like we're in the house man i didn't uh, i didn't know i was going to go through memory lane those are i think the two songs at first i thank god he brought me in he wasn't looking at me he was looking at the blood those are first two christian songs i really learned it by the way but the first one was only believe what a song what a song, Only Believe, and then these were the next two songs, and thank you, Brother Ray, thank you for that tonight. Well, I've got a couple of announcements to make. I'm happy that the Lord's brought Brother Michael home safe and sound, and i uh, had some great reports. We'll be hearing from Brother Michael and Lord willing on Wednesday, Get his t- uh, time clock all turned right, and uh, it'll be a wonderful, wonderful service. Lord willing, I'll be leaving tomorrow for Dallas, Texas, to have the annual meetings with Brother David McGarry. Please remember me while I'm away. And I'll be remembering you, and I'm sure Brother Murphy will deliver a masterpiece. Of course, he always delivers a masterpiece, but it'll be the best one ever while I'm away. That's always what happens. And so we want to be remembering Brother Murphy for this weekend. Also, we want to make an announcement for... Uh, we've been planning since August, we've talked, uh, M- Michael has in particular been speaking to the Powells when we were having camp uh, for Thanksgiving and we're going to have um, a Thanksgiving dinner on the Saturday night of uh, November the uh, 27th and then Sunday morning will be our morning service and we'll have it there at the camp with the Canadians able now to drive across we think there'd be a great opportunity to join our of Fires now with them. And uh, we'll have to go through a few hoops. But the hoops, you know, are getting dissolved. And I want you to know they're getting dissolved because of prayer. They, that was on the prayer board. Lord, take the bureaucratic nonsense away and let the sons and daughters rejoice together. And so, then, if you wish to go down on the Friday, there will be. Uh, just uh, let the uh, office know, and we'll have a cabin for you. Whatever you want, we just want to have a wonderful weekend around the Word of God. Amen. Another note. Let another note. I've had um, different requests from the sisters regarding the prayer meetings, Brother Curtis. Apparently, Brother Curtis last night ignited the prayer meeting. Did you know that Brother Curtis I know no you didn't know I I got the, I I never was able to make it last night or on Monday night and Brother Curtis I think you mentioned you said we're not on the defense we're on the offense is that true and that that just hit the hearts of the brothers and they had a tremendous prayer meeting and I'm so thankful for that so on December 6th will be the first Monday we'll have a family prayer meeting Yeah, I I expect it to be an amazing, I think the brothers have, um, have asked me, maybe they like to have their wives and their children with them, and we'll just make room for the fellowship room, we'll pack it out, and we will have a prayer meeting, amen, it'll be something very, very special, I'm sure, so you want to put that down, December the 6th will be a family prayer meeting in the fellowship room, and the brothers will not hold back, They will come to the forefront. Right, Brother Jean? We're going to storm heaven together. God's been doing marvelous things amongst us. Actually, there's another young lady that the Lord's dealing with in baptism. And we will be having some time, I'm sure, before that happens. So God's just keep on moving. And we are expecting Sister Louise's feet to be fine, Brother Norm. We're believing for that. And we're believing for a total miracle. Well, tonight we're going to have a guest speaker. And um, since he's away, I thought we could maybe show some, uh, uh, one of Brother Biscoe's services that he spoke in 2002. And, um, it, you know, it's, it's pretty awkward when somebody's here and you're playing one of their services. And so with Brother Ed uh, getting away and getting some rest... We thought he was going through some um services and I've got one in my mind that we'd I'd love for you to see. And um so tonight we're going to have Brother Bisco preach to us. It's a message he preached, and um it's called the Transforming Power in the Seed. And it'll be out of Romans chapter eight, verse twenty nine. So if you don't mind to stand. We're going to go straight to the Word. I don't know whether we've... I can't remember the last time we've done this. I can remember we did one of Donnie Reagan's one time. Um, and we just thought tonight that this would be a grand opportunity to see our pastor minister the Word of God. It's from 2002. If the brothers would turn that...
6: Reading in Romans 8... Uh, verse 29 for whom he did foreknow he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren we are observing immediately that there is foreknowledge there is predestination There is the power of transformation or to be conformed to the image of his son and that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So we speak about birth and you cannot speak about birth without speaking about conception. You cannot speak about conception unless you speak about seed. So we have those things in our minds. Turn then to Philippians, the third chapter. And verse 21, I'll read verse 20 as well. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things Amen. unto himself. Glory. You see, the word conformed in one verse and portion of scripture and the word fashioned mm-hmm. in the next one. And I will have you read in Genesis 1, 1 with me. In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and God said let there be light and there was light. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. One of the most holy and sacred actually I would say indescribable and mysterious relationships that we can know of in this life and that has to do with marriage and uh, it's just there is a, a, a mystery to it because somehow it reflects back Into what was in deep in the mind of God. And so much of the scripture. References to it. It uh, so much of the scripture. The whole theme of the scripture is a love. It's a love story. The whole theme of the scripture. Is a uniting. Of God with humanity. And Jesus Christ with his bride. And that is why the story begins with Adam, the first Adam, and God bringing his mate to him. And it ends in the revelation with the one showing John these things, saying, Come hither, and I will show you the the lamb, the bride, the lamb's wife. So this is much of the story. And... Uh, we realize that something must take place with us and in us, something very glorious and dramatic. As Paul said, if only in this life we have hope, we are of all men most miserable. So we're not gathered here today to listen to a sermon, I hope. We're not gathered here today, and we don't gather in this place Because we have some obligation to have church services. Or to sing or to worship or to enjoy one another. Although these are some of the benefits. We certainly don't gather. For any other purpose. Than to. Hear what the spirit of God has to say to the church. We want to hear what his voice. Is speaking to us. Now this. This word conformed to. Not just conformed, but conformed to. There's a distinct thought of God, what, the, what he's conforming us to. And in the scripture, in Philippians, it spoke of us being fashioned, not just fashioned, but fashioned unto. And so there's a there's a thought and a theme. And to be conformed or fashioned. Like unto. It's having, having the same form as another. Conformed to, it describes what is the essence in character and thus complete or durable. Now the words that are used here, I want you to hear it closely. It is having the same form as another. Conformed to describes What is the essence in character and thus complete, absolutely complete. We're to be conformed to the image of his dear son. That is an identical, complete in character in every other way. Now there's another word that's used in the Bible. And it it, it also uses the word conform. But that conform has to do with to conform one's self, one's mind, one's character. That's what I would say most people do on New Year's Eve. They make their resolutions. They're going to conform one's self. They're going to try to uh, uh, emulate something else or someone else or another nature or another character to conform oneself to another pattern to fashion oneself according to something that they see out there that is not what God is talking about he's not talking about you trying to self conform or reform yourself he's talking about what he has already determined to do furthermore he has set things in motion because his system is to bring seed to a certain bedding ground called a womb. And then all the life of God that God has intended is in that seed. And so now there is a, there is a process and I like to have my emphasis on the process. If you don't mind, I'm going to follow my notes quite closely because I very prayerfully and have pondered these things and I want to follow a certain sequence if I, if I can. There's a the emphasis on a process and I want to read two quotes from Brother Branham's messages and one is an identification. He said, he makes the statement, the word, the word molds God's character in us. And I'd like you to accept the statement for it, for all that it means. And aside from any other experiences you've had, the Word molds God's character in us. And the Word, Jesus said, is the seed. That's God's seed. He went on to say, and your character will not mix with the world if you are being molded in the form of God by letting the mind that was in Christ be in you That's the control tower, and that's the direction. That's the direction. In the message thirst, now this is a little bit lengthy, but hang on to each word if you would, please, like we're having a Sunday school lesson. Just remember, when you were in the loins, when you were in your father's loins, you were with him then. But your father didn't know you then. And you didn't know your father. And when you had to come to be born, God made a way through your mother. For the seed bed, and then it came, and then you become a man or a woman, whatever it was. Then you recognized your father and your mother. and Your father could have fellowship with you. He said, now remember, if you've got eternal life, your life was in God in the beginning. He's only used this as an analogy. Your life was in God in the beginning. God is the Word. And then when the Word was made flesh in Christ Jesus. So, No, we have God Almighty, God the Father, we have God the Word, we have God in Christ, but we don't have three gods. When he was made flesh in Christ Jesus, God coming down to dwell in his own body, made himself the Son of God. When God came down to dwell in that, you were in him when he was crucified. And you were crucified with him. That's why Paul said, I am crucified. He didn't say, I'm like I'm crucified. He said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And you died with him at Calvary. You were buried with him on the mountain. And you rose with him on Easter morning. And now you're sitting together in heavenly places in him. And now you have fellowship with him. Why? Because you've come to a birth. You couldn't have fellowship with your earthly father or mother until you had come into life. But Brother Branham had made a statement. And from that statement, I received much inspiration. And this was the statement just before I go on. He said, you were in the loins of your father. This is in the power of transformation. You were in the loins of your father, but your father could not have fellowship with you until you were transformed into a body of flesh. He said, my son, referring to his, his own son, Billy Paul, said, my son there was in me. I wanted a son, but he was in me then. He was in me then, but through wedlock, he was transformed into a man like me, and then he became like me. My theme is largely going to be on the basis of through wedlock, he was transformed. Through wedlock, we are transformed. Through a human wedlock, we were transformed into a body of flesh, could have fellowship with our human parents. We look like our human parents and we have fellowship with one another through the miracle of wedlock. We were transformed through wedlock. We were transformed. Now maybe you can understand why there's much today, there's much emphasis on not having any wedlock. Simply because it's a resistance against the power of transformation. I'm going to be reaching fairly deep so you can be scratching, pinching your conscience. Transformed through wedlock. And he went on in the thirst Just as last few comments. God himself became one of us. No man has seen the Father at any time, says the scripture. The only begotten of the Son, the only begotten Son of the Father, he hath declared him. That's God became man so he could have fellowship with you as a man. And now you are flesh and he's flesh. God is made flesh among us in the person of Jesus Christ, and in Him was God. He was God, nothing short of it. You believe that? He was God, God manifested in the Son, Jesus Christ, which made Him Emmanuel, as the prophet said He would be. Now through wedlock, we were transformed. You were in the loins of your Father. But you couldn't have fellowship. But we're transformed. Transformed. Through this mystery of wedlock. I want to just digress now for a moment. And beginning with our first scripture. And this will certainly tie together as we move along. In the beginning... God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. The word that is used by God in the Hebrew language, for the Spirit of God moved, it's only used three times in the Scripture. And it's interesting because for you that are acquainted with the message, it will instantly have a great depth of meaning to you. And here are the three times it is used in the scripture. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. It is used in Deuteronomy 32, 11. As an eagle stirreth her nest and fluttereth. Over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them and beareth them up on her wings. That's the second time. The third time is in Jeremiah 23 and 9. Mine heart, the prophet said, within me is broken because of the prophets. All my bones shake. And that's the third time. Moved, fluttereth, and shake. It's all the same word. And one is God's spirit initially moving for creation upon the earth. And the second one is when God is leading his people out. And now he says as an eagle stir their nest and flutter over her young. And that's why it was such a common phrase in this generation of the prophet of God. Because it's the same thing that's happening. And then with Jeremiah when, this, when the nation was in such a state as it was and he said that his 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 heart was broken within him and his bones did shake. And I'm like a drunken man and like a man whom wine hath overcome because of the Lord. And because of the words of his holiness, the word of God had caused him to tremble and shake. And it's the same thing. God moved over the waters and then life came. Now, we have... In the beginning, the Spirit of God moved over the face of the deep. And some of the phrases, I'd like you to notice some of the phrases that I'm going to now choose from the message. And you'll see from the Word of God how... I'm going to maybe shock you. God is at where and for the purpose of the service today. If you'd bear with me and allow me this allowance of... I won't say imagination, but to let my, my thoughts go a little further than they normally do. Of all, we call this earth Mother Earth, but of all the planets in the galaxies, the glories of the heavens and the magnitude of God's creation and man with all of his devices and instruments cannot discover the end of all of this creation which it seems to ever ever be expanding and a person's mind runs out of territory we run out of space when we try to think how is it that this one little speck of earth in all of this vast universe how is it that God it is so blessed it's got the right kind of temperature and the right amount of sunshine and the right amount of everything and moisture and all of these things. There's only one explanation. That is that God chose it and selected it, set it aside, and the prophet calls it, it was his womb for life. This is the womb of God, the womb that God chose to deposit life, his seed only to go on from there. He chose it, and he loves it. He loves. It was as though the earth became a wife to him. He loved it. He took it. He embraced it. This is where he's going to deposit his seed. It's exactly right. And the Hebrew Bible says that the Spirit of God Moved gently over the face of the water. Not some boisterous, blustering activity, but he moved gently. Let's catch what the prophet said. He said the Spirit of God brooded. And then he used the words it cooed. It began to coo over the earth. He said like a like a dove coos to its mate. Now think about that. Now get into my thought. Get into this thought now. And you must be born again. Notice the, notice the even message. You must be born again. He said the Holy Spirit went forth and brooded over the earth as, as he began brooding, cooing. He was calling, cooing like the evening dove when she's setting, coming to her mate. And as he began to coo over nothing but bleached desert, A volcanic eruption coming out of the hill there. I see some potash begin to move over with some calcium. And I notice then again a strange thing. And some moisture, petroleum begin to run together. And right from under a little rock, a little Easter lily raised up its head. Life come on the earth. And it screams, and it screams, come Father, look at this. And the father said over, that's very pretty, just keep cooing. And he cooed and the flowers came and the grass came and plant life and trees came and birds flew out of the earth and out of the dust. And after a while, the animal life came up and he kept cooing and man came up and he looked wonderful. He kept cooing. God in union with the earth. He became one with this selected place and he began to deposit his spoken word seeds there. And light came. That's why I said, Let there be light because it required, his seeds require light. And even as he cooed and he said, And the first thing, maybe potash or some chemicals began to come. Remember they were the direct consequence of his cooing. And one time when he began to speak of these elements of the earth he said what was he doing? He asked the question. He said he was making you. Even before he thought of the lily he thought of somebody like him. Oh, he loved fatherhood. And because he loved fatherhood, he loved, he chose the earth, selected the earth. And he loved the earth because it was out of there. He was going to bring forth a family. He was going to have a son. And he was going to give that earth as a domain for his son. I'll be God of the universe and he'll be God of the earth. He had a great scheme, a great plan in his mind. And that is why when the creation was finished and the prophet says that Eve was a byproduct of Adam for she was not in the original creation after he had created the whole creation. Then he goes and takes and, and creates a bride for his Adam. And what is it? Excuse me, sisters. I'm not seeking to be crass or, or, or uncouth today. But he, he created a womb for him. Because he created him. Created Adam like his, like himself. I'm a father. You'll be a father. But I needed a womb for my seed. And you have seed because I'm a father. I have seed. You have seed. Now I'll bring a womb for your seed. It was that that became contaminated by the great enemy, Satan and the earth itself tell me has this earth not become contaminated has it not it's filled with contamination even the world itself is wondering how to get rid of the pollution it's been polluted by science and by all of satanic knowledge and all of these things say all you want about all our culture and intelligence it's brought us nothing but death and more death and the further we go it's more death You might as well say amen because it is true. And it's there because Satan was cast to the earth. But this is how it came. He moved. He brooded. He cooed as to his mate. And through some divine act of God. God united with the earth. And placed his seeds for life in the womb of the earth. The prophet said the earth itself is a womb. And where did God place his seeds? He said, where seeds are put in a womb. And the Holy Spirit sent from the presence of God, I'd say to make love over the earth, which is giving a setting to my my message this morning. In the message, Impersonation of Christianity, in the beginning, the Holy Spirit began to brood over a bleak desert. When there was nothing, it says the Holy Spirit was sent from God. Not an intellectual, but the Holy Spirit was sent from the presence of God to make love over the earth. Think of it. Do you receive that? And it was, he said, he stretched his big wings around the earth and began to make love you may wonder why i'm reading i'll tell you nobody saw it like that prophet saw it through prophet eyes and nobody can describe it like he describes it it's absolute poetry he said he stretched his big wings began to make love or to brood and coo over the earth and he describes much the same and this came and that came until finally a man stood Son of God. Stood in his own image. No wonder God looked on that. No wonder God. I don't say he was overcome with himself. But he looked on it. He said. He didn't only say it's good. He said this is very good. This is very good. And the elements coming together. As a result of the cooing. And the Bible says that Adam, there was no mate found for him. Now, these three separate verses which I read earlier of the Spirit of God moving. I wanted to impress you with that because the Spirit of God at God's own direction and choosing moves. At specific times and in a specific way that perhaps we are not completely, we may not be completely aware when it happens, but we see it in the natural creation. And in one of Brother Brown's last services and things that are to be, he was saying that sometimes people think that God repeats himself. He said, by saying, let there be, let there be, let there be, let there be light, let there be this, let the earth bring forth. But he said, he's not repeating himself. And he said that at that time, when he said, let there be light. He said, there may have been hundreds of years before light ever sprung up. Or but when he spoke it, it has to come to pass. He said, those seeds were laying there these were precious seeds of God were laying there beneath those waters and God needed to speak let there be light might have been hundreds of years before light sprung but when he spoke it it has to come to pass it must be that way and he spoke his word and those seeds were beneath the water and when he dried off the earth then the seeds came up. What he says must happen. I just want those words. I'm trying to be concise this morning. Those things must happen. What he says must happen. And he, then he goes directly into prophets that speak. As he was referring to last evening the evening before and he referred to Isaiah behold a virgin shall conceive now don't don't get in your mind that just a man hundreds of years later or thousands of years before now a man stands up and says the virgin shall conceive if it is a true prophet of God bear in mind that it is it's more seed of God it's seed that's actually coming from a prophet's mouth A virgin shall conceive, and if it was of God, if that was God speaking, that must come to pass. Now we're speaking about, we'll come home to where we are in just a little while. At this juncture, I would like you to try to imagine and stretch your imaginations to its limits. And try to feel perhaps a little bit of what God felt when the fall came. And the earth, as it were, was tore away from him. The very womb where he had placed his seeds. The place of life. The place of his pleasure. The place of his fellowship where he could have fellowship no longer. Sin was there murder was there hatred was introduced animosity greed and all things that follow from it and soon there were wars and calamities and the earth couldn't handle it even the elements thereof and there were storms and floods came and there was disaster and the earth was filled with violence the scripture says. Can you imagine what was in the heart of God? This precious, precious place that he had taken to himself, as it were, as a wife, as a place that he loved. Because not for, not just the earth itself, but for what it was going to be. And what it was going to do. And what it was going to bring forth. And now it is tore away from him. No wonder. At the greatest act of God upon earth which was nothing less than Jesus Christ at the crossroads of humanity, which was Calvary. That act, my brother, my sister, was not only buying back your soul and my soul, but he also was dropping his blood on the earth to tell his enemy, I claim her back. I will restore her. she'll bring forth my seeds again but like God had chosen the earth and it had fell away from him and now must go in his next great plan plan of redemption he's not only going to redeem the earth he's going to redeem man off the earth and so he begins his redemption process by choosing a man. He chooses a man, Abram. And after a short while, he said, "I'm going to change your name. I'm going to call you Abraham because you're because he said I have." I have made you a father of nations, not a mother, a father. Now you're going to be like me. You're going to be a father of faith. You're going to be like me. You're going to bring forth a household. You're going to bring forth multitudes because I'm going to bring forth multitudes. And I'm meeting you on the basis of the fatherhood. You're a father. I'm a father. And out from the loins of Abraham came a multitude of people and more clearly identified as the Hebrews, a chosen nation. Out of the man came a woman. Have I gone too far with you? Out of the man's faith. When his wife was now, her womb was dead, and all the life stream in him was dead, but his faith was still in good shape, and he believed God. He believed that God was greater than the deadness of his wife's womb, greater than the death in his own body greater than the age of his own being he believed God against all circumstances and God gave him a son and gave to that son supernaturally a wife a womb for his seed and out from that came a woman called Israel and God once again of all the nations of the earth just like the, of all the planets of the universe he selected one of all the nations of the earth he picked one and he says to that one like a man selecting his wife says you'll be my wife and you're going to bear my seed and that wife went away from him and he speaks through the prophet hosea plead with your mother plead with her plead with Israel God speaking through the prophet plead to your mother for she was his wife says through Jeremiah tell her cut off your hair I've put you away in divorcement and then a little further on said can I forget my wife can I forget her I can't forget her He says to Hosea, I'll woo her back. I'll woo her back. I'll coo to her. What was it? The Spirit of God moving again over the face of the earth to bring back life out of chaos. Same pattern. Same God doing the same thing. He said when man was made in the image of God and then God came down in the image of man to redeem man that brought man and God together. Look what he look What he says. Look what he says. He's talking about Calvary. When he's, when he's determining he's going to bring her back she's a lost world, a lost earth, a lost creation. And he says when that blood dropped he, and God... In the form of Jesus Christ crying out on the cross. He says, heaven and earth hugged and kissed. You never heard another preacher say that? You've never heard that before? You've never read that in another book? At Calvary, heaven and earth hugged and kissed. Why? Because it was God's lost creation. He was taking it back to himself. And God could see potentially through Jesus Christ. There will be a millennium. There will be a new heaven and a new earth. Wherein will dwell righteousness. Oh hallelujah. In the future home he said look. Them Holmes, designed this for his beloved bride, designed it tenderly, love for the bride. He goes on, he says, the blood of God, and then that blood of God that was there by that germ, when it was shed at Calvary, dropped back upon the earth, what for? To redeem the earth. And now it's been justified and sanctified, called and claimed, and it's to receive its baptism of fire. And be cleansed for Jesus and his bride. I tell you what a preparation that is going on even at this time. And so he chose Israel as a, as his wife. In Ezekiel, I'm giving you the verses now, Hosea 2 and 2 says, plead with your mother, plead for she's not my wife, neither am I her husband. Let her therefore put away her whoredoms and come out of her and out of her sight and her adulteries from between her breasts. In Ezekiel 20 and 36, like as I pleaded with your fathers in the wilderness in the land of Egypt, so will I plead with you, saith the Lord God. So we see that now I just want to take my time so you can follow. Are you following me? I don't want to be speaking here for my own satisfaction, but this, is, this has blessed me. And I did, I did really—I was really in a, a bit of a turmoil just how to bring it to you, so that I was anxious that the people would understand and not misunderstand. But, but you will need your full focus as God's Spirit moved over this nation that he had chosen, Israel. And as he moved, there is a pattern in the scripture. The Spirit of God moved and the voice of God spoke and life came. That is the sequence. The Spirit of God moves, the voice of God speaks, And life comes because it takes the voice of God as the seed and the spirit of God must germatize and give life to the seed and then life comes. So now here's here's Israel as a nation. I don't want to belabor this, but if you see it, I'm showing the pattern. And they walked with God, and they walked away from God, and they were true as a wife, and they were unfaithful as a wife, and they went back and forth and back and forth. But the Spirit of God continued to move upon them until and and by from one prophet to another. The Scripture says he kept calling to them by his prophets. Don't just think that there was some man that were walking around saying some certain things. I want you to see the greater picture. This great eternal God, he's a God of life. And his way of giving seed is by speaking. That's his way of doing it. And so he had chosen vessels amongst the chosen nation. And although the nation went away from God, he had selected men who would not go away from God. And they were men in his hands. And they spoke out the word of God. And the word they spoke was the eternal seed of God. It would never fail. It would never drop to the ground. So he raised up a Samuel when Eli was failing. He raised up Isaiah. and, And he raised up an Amos when Israel was given over to their prosperity and to their business. He raised them up to call them back to God. And the words they spoke... Was the seed of God, and those that believed on that seed brought forth his desired life. And so he brooded and brooded, shall I say, he cooed and cooed over Israel until finally up came a little flower, and her name was Mary. He thought of her when he first cooed and saw the first potash roll out. One day, I'll have a little one out of, the, out of the soil of the earth, out of a wayward nation that I took to be my wife, and I'll bring a little flower up out of the earth, and she'll be a virgin to my word. And she'll have a believing heart. And when I speak to her by my angel messenger, she will say, Be it unto me according to thy word. And I'll unite. I'll unite back again with humanity through a child, a daughter of Abraham. I chose the earth. It fell away. I chose Abraham, a father, and out of him came a woman, Israel, and she was unfaithful. But I kept cooing over this dark chaos until there came a vessel, a place, a womb for my spoken word seed. That might get to be too much for you, but I can tell you, my brother, my sister, that's the truth of God's word. Amen. And he moved and brooded over her and brought forth a man. Hallelujah. And out of the man brought another woman. The man, Christ Jesus. Amen. A faithful father like Abraham. A son like Isaac. Oh, prosperity like Joseph. He was all of it. And out of him, at Calvary, was separated a woman for him. That would eventually be called his bride, his wife, his lover. A womb for his seed. So that through wedlock so that through wedlock there could be a transformation from mortal to immortality and it can happen no other way you cannot come to eternal life unless you're united with Jesus Christ in a union in a oneness that's God's chosen way And that's why the scripture said, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Not human life, eternal life. And this man said, whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life. Not just human life. We're not talking about a better job. We're not talking about more education now. We're not talking about anything that's happening down here. We're talking about eternal life. Say, oh God, my eyes are fixed on eternal life. Let this old world pass away. Let it pass away. Let it even pass from our thinking and pass from our focus. Eternal life. And I will raise him up. I... We'll raise him up. This man said, I will raise him up at the last day. And Simon Peter, in his question to the Lord, and the Lord's question to him, when he said, will you also go? He said, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. He realized that was the source. And Jesus, in John 6, John 10 and 28, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. As thou hast given him power over all flesh. John 17 and 2. That he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. He shall give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Jesus Christ, the second Adam, given a bride, his own bride. And that through the union of that marriage should bring forth fruit. The scripture tells us in Romans, you don't need to turn to it, but I'll just read it quickly for you. Romans 7, wherefore my brethren, you also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that you should be married to another. And what's the purpose of the marriage? Even to him who is raised from the dead, just in case there was any mistake who you're being married to. There was only one that raised himself from the dead. That we should bring forth fruit unto God. Amen. A bride. We're married to another. Amen. Another virgin bride has come on the scene. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldst not. They slew animals by the millions. They had all of their blood and the sprinkling but he said offering and sacrifice thou wouldst not but a body hast thou prepared me. God brooded over us to bring forth a new creation. Now I want to bring you something that some of you may or may not accept. I think that you should because I know that it's true. If you were my age And if you knew something of what they called the revival of 1948. And if you knew why it was that uh, Professor David Edwin, a herald of Birmingham, Alabama, why he wrote his book on all things are possible. Being a historian of religion and a historian at the University of Birmingham, Alabama. He recognized just from an overview of events in the United States and the world that there was a an, a nation shaking and an earth shaking event that took place. And it had changed the face, in his words, changed the face of America. This move of this revival, they called it. And it had attributed it to a large group of men didn't know perhaps Oral Roberts who he knew well Tommy Osborne, Tommy Hicks Velmer Gardner, O.L. Jaggers W.V. Grant, all of these men, Gordon Lindsay, on and on he knew of these associations he knew of these men, A.A. A. Allen and, and uh, Shambach and all of these people and he wanted to know his mind was curious he's he got an investigative mind why did this happened. How did this happen? And so, with the human mind, he's trying to find a human reason. And he may be listening today. I don't know. I've met him. We've talked. To get, spent a day or two together. Spent one day together, and have spoken on the phone a couple of times. And he is moved by what God is. What God has done amongst uh, th- those people that follow Brother Bradham's message. He realizes it's very, very different. And so he wrote. He was doing his investigation and found out that. There was a name that kept coming up that he found. These are his words to me. He says, I found this common denominator in the lives of all of these great men. And it was a name of a man that I had never heard. His name was William Branham." So he said, I set my studies aside and decided I must investigate and find out who this man was. He says, and when I found, when I began to discover who he was and what he did, he said, I found out that he was the... It was all of these men got their torches lit from his flame. Uh, That's his language. I'm going to put it in biblical language. When there was a darkness, gross darkness upon the people, hear me. And confusion such as there never been on earth. And wars. World wars for the first time in history. And a second world war. And multitudes of Jews sent to the gas chambers when events were shaking the entire earth as its very foundations. I say, then God's Spirit began to move again over the face of the earth. And it wasn't through a group of men. It was through a man. It was through a spirit. The spirit of Elijah sent into the earth again. Go, my faithful servant. And the Holy Spirit began to move in that context. The Holy Spirit can move over waters, but he move now over the waters of the people. And the Holy Spirit began to move over the waters, not just in some blusterous, forceful way, but he began to coo. Amen. Began to coo over the people. Go gently, moving over the people, Gently. Am I preaching to myself? And that's why, that's why he came in a gentle man, moved gently, he followed along in the Hebrew word, he followed along in the original, in the original format, he moved gently over the waters of the people, the Spirit of God moving gently, amen. Oh, and then came, after the moving, Brother Butler, come the Word. First the Spirit, then the Word. And the seed fell to its designated bedding ground, the womb of the mind. Hallelujah. And God brought forth a people. He brought forth a bride. He brought forth a virgin to his word. Created by the word of God. Oh my brother, my sister. Can't see that. You pray that God take the scales from your eyes. If you can't see that, you're blind. And you need sight. You need it now. Sight. And God. Created himself. Brought himself a woman and he was here as the son of man with an official to conduct the marriage called a prophet of God in invisible union and unite the two of them together I declare you to be husband and wife married to Jesus Christ In the name of Jesus Christ. And that's why we took his name. That's why we're baptized in his name. Because he's our husband. We're married to him. And what we've been experiencing. Is a. Wedlock. And through wedlock. He said. Through wedlock. Wedlock. I was transformed into human life. But this wedlock is to transform you into immortal life. This is a marriage, my brother, my sister. We're, we're, We're in a marriage. We're in a union. And it's to transform you. This is transforming power. We're not having church. We're under the auspices of transforming power. You can stay in this world if you want. If you do, have a happy tribulation if there is such a thing. Deny this word and go to the tribulation. That's all there is to it. The truth of God's word. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This is transforming power we have here today. The transformer himself is present. We have his seed in us transforming us into his very image and likeness. For the two are not two, but they're one. They've been made one. Hallelujah. Do you accept that? Believe on it. And you'll enter into it. That's what's happened. Has nothing to do with your feelings. I'm just going to close with this. I'm not going to preach long. I'll close with this. The power of transformation is in the seed. What did the waters have to do about it? What did the seed that was under the waters have to do about it? What did anybody? What did what did Mary have to do about it? She had nothing to do. Just said, "As you said, so let it be." That's all you have to do if you can get all the works out of your mind. All you have said, that's what it will be. That's why he spoke it. Those seeds laid there. And what God said about those seeds is going to happen. The power is not in you. It's in the seed. All you have to do is be a carrier of the seed. I believe it with all my heart. I can't see it taking place. But what you said shall happen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Isn't that marvelous? And it's a pattern of the whole scripture. So I will say to you in conclusion, the spirit of God has moved, is moving sovereignly in the earth. God has spoken. His word out of a prophet's mouth has come the seed of almighty God to transform a people from human life to immortal life. That's why he could stand up and say, we now have eternal life. Amen. You won't be eternal. You are eternal. Amen. Believe us, thou this. Amen. I do too. Amen. I do too. Believe it with all that's in you. Amen. Hallelujah. And then having done so, you have become his evidence. And I'm going to, I'm not going to go into it. But I'll tell you what I was going to do and I might yet do it. I was going to call different ones from the congregation to come up here and stand here at a microphone and give evidence in this court of the world while there's a million devils out there. And unfortunately, they have some people agreeing with them saying I don't believe it I have doubts I'm skeptical about this I'd like to bring up those that can give evidence not only what they are what they wear what they are today I heard of a witness that took place this last week and a man went to a certain home on a mission and that mission was to confront Family and loved ones with this decision. And while they spoke, there's always a human tendency. Well I pray or I do this or I I believe in God. And this brother said, That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a life. He said, You know us, you know me, you know my family. You know the people in the congregation, the church. You know Mormons. You have a child or a son-in-law that's Jehovah's Witness. You know all these people. You're acquainted with them. And then they call them up on the stand and the word says, I want you to tell me, have you ever met people like this before? And the father the man said, we have never met people like your people. And a woman says, I even have people ask me, what makes your son like that? Oh, I tell you, my brother, my sister, I'll tell you what it is. It is transforming power. And it's nothing short of that. It's transforming power. And I'm here to tell you today by the unction of the Holy Spirit, you have that transforming power. One thing you must do, you must agree with it. Do you agree? hallelujah oh I agree glory to God glory to God thank you Lord for this transforming power thank you oh God for what you're doing thank you for your spirit brooding cooing cooing brooding over us bringing forth life oh God oh God brood over this congregation Cool over them. Draw out of their souls and their spirits. Draw oh God, that hunger, this buried there, and let men be men and women be women, and no one be ashamed to stand up and declare, "I believe on this Lord Jesus Christ, and I receive Him not only as my Savior, but my Bridegroom and my husband for eternity." Oh, God, is there anybody in this congregation that has never received him as such? Said, I don't understand it completely, but I stand. I stand to identify myself with a desire. I want to be united with him in this glorious union of the invisible union of the bride and the bridegroom of Jesus Christ. If you've not done so, just stand to your feet and we're going to pray with you. We're going to sing. We're going to rejoice. The angels are going to rejoice. This is a testimony. This is what I believe. I believe it with all that's in me. Maybe you're a young person. You haven't understood it all, but you say, I haven't, haven't received what Brother Ed is speaking about. Don't be ashamed of it. Just stand to your feet. Oh God. We don't beg anybody. It has to be something that's solidly in your own heart. God bless the courage. Amen. It's not, we don't care what mother or dad or someone else thinks. Say, I need this in my life. I want this transforming power Amen. in my life. Amen. Overcoming power. Yeah. Transforming power.
1: Amen.
6: Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Glory. Let me tell you, brother and sister, may not have another opportunity quite like this one. You won't hear another message perhaps quite like this, at least from myself. Mm-hmm. I feel very exercised, very moved. Hallelujah. And I'm so thankful when a person just recognizes oh god i'm not just in another service i'm here to let your holy spirit that's been cooing and brooding over me and now calling me Mm -hmm. you're calling me for a purpose father these precious lives that are not ashamed of the gospel of jesus christ not ashamed to stand and say i'm identified with this word i'm identified with what's being preached I'm identified with these people and I will not be ashamed of you, Lord Jesus. I stand here to, to, uh, to ask you to let that transforming power absolutely have full sway in my life. Move everything out. Amen. Let the people of God Hallelujah. pray for these that are standing.
5: Hallelujah. Let's just stand and lift up our voices, saints. He's the same God. He's the same one that was there, is here this evening. We can worship him and give testimony that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. A word that was preached 20 years ago is applicable to this evening service tonight. You can lift up your voice, you can lift up your hands, you can lift up your heart and say, Jesus, you're a reality to me. We love you. Overcoming power is what we have today. That word is still alive and it's burning in my soul. And the Spirit of God still moves and still cooing over a people. And we are like Mary, Lord, that said, Let it be unto me according to thy word. Spirit of God, move. Move on your people, Lord Jesus. We love you. We adore you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. How great. How great. How great is our God. How great. How great is our God. Sing with me. was not in that meeting and i needed that meeting you saw those chairs empty we weren't there but god knew in his great mind i was going to hear that word and that word is still alive it's pregnated with life and i've got the right womb to take on the seed of god to bring forth the very life of that seed And we can rejoice as sons and daughters of God. We don't have services anymore. We have events. This is an event. Tonight we worship God. Hallelujah. We didn't come just to church. We came to worship the living God that's brooded over a people. Hallelujah. And when I spoke to my mother and said, and she said, where do you get people like that? I didn't even know Brother Ed used that testimony. And Joanne leaned to me. She said, that's you he's talking about. And when I talked to her, my father passed away, and that was her second husband. And we got into a little bit of a a discussion. And I told him what makes us the way we are. And Elf started to actually say something. I said, Elf, you hold it. You don't even believe this. You know what he said? He said, I believe you. I don't understand what you said, but I believe you. And I thought, oh, God, did he say the right thing? Did he say the right thing? Said, I don't understand anything Tom but I believe you that's the kind of testimony I want to continue to live in because we're energized it's no longer I that live brother Darren but Christ that lives in me people don't get it people and masses you saw the people there where are they today? where are they today? but there's a seed that catches it And I want you to say tonight, I'm that seed. I'm that seed and I'm catching the word of God. And I'm getting carried away. I love it. Don't you? Don't you love the presence of God? And this poor man cried. I sought the Lord. Yeah. doesn't go because of an electric cord pulled out
6: of a wall.
5: Whether we have an instrument or not, we have the instrument of our voices. We can lift Him up before the throne of grace. We can glorify You, the King of glory. Worthy, worthy, worthy is the Lamb. We bless Your name. We thank You that Your Word is ever the same. There's no age to it, Lord. It goes on and on and on and on over us as a people lord brood over a people breathe on a people let the spirit of god move let the light of the gospel shine bring forth the very life of god within all of our lives lord we've come on a wednesday night many unexpecting lord is hear what they heard tonight but it was the word of the lord And God, is stirring a people. As our pastor was stirred 20 years down the road, the word still stirs a people. We have spiritual food in due season. And we believe that the word of God is still alive. As you've had prophets throughout the ages. That spoke the word of God and God put into the church apostles, prophets, evangelists pastors and teachers we thank you for a godly pastor Lord a man of God one who stood true spoke the word of life and the people are standing here because they're a product of that word and so tonight Lord we want to go rejoicing within our hearts That we have heard from the throne of grace. And we love you tonight. And we thank you for the word in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Don't you love them? Michael, did you hear your amen there? Still circling the globe, brother. Brother Roy, you heard your amen? Amen. I wish my voice was there, but it says amen tonight. It was a wonderful word. And God bless you for coming this Wednesday night and hearing the word of God. Marvelous, marvelous. God be with you, give you a wonderful week. And on the weekend, come charged. Pull it out of our precious brother Murphy. Let that word of God, it's eternal. If it's not the words of man, man will fail. But if it's the words of God, it is forever. God bless you. We love you. Pray for us now. Till we meet again, greet one another. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.